This is the Ninja Rob Podcast with Marco Perazzo and Tim Carpenter. The podcast for the true martial artist. And you are live from a secret location. Right? I'm still, I'm still working on a secret location. We're going to keep keep doing it. Fortress of Grapple 2. The fortress, I like the Fortress of Grapple 2 coming your way. The one, the only Ninja Rob podcast. My name is JB. I am your MC. And directly next to me is the one, the only. I'm checking in with you. Tim. The only. The only. One, the only. Not even the one. Just the no. only. Okay. The only. The only. The last of his kind. Thank God. Thank God. First and last. First and last. Tim Carpenter. How are you, Tim? First, last, and worst. Tired. You're tired? Yeah. Check it. What's up? What? Had a late night last night. Oh, what were oh, we doing? Oh, go go oh, into oh, detail. Oh. Details about what was going oh, on so late. <laughs> um, I got home late because I was at a uh, some bullshit super fight grappling event. Nice. They, they sound amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. What, what event was it? It was um, Men of War. Oh, mm, gotcha. but there was women on it too. So what? It was That's misleading. It was people of war. People of war. POW. POW. Why, yeah. did, why wasn't it like uh, non-binary specific? I mean, yeah, it like, actually, there was one match I didn't. Yo, can you put folks tell. of war? Like folks of war is folks non non gender. Is know. gender neutral? Okay. Um, but I had a uh, three three students. If you guys keep it up, our numbers will keep going down, and we'll get canceled sooner or later. Son, hopefully, we need to go get canceled. <laughs> we need something to happen to help our popularity. There you go. So, um, who competed from? Uh, so we had uh, Viper. Viper. How did he do? He won. Submitted okay. his his opponent. No, he uh, won a decision, but he had a, he had several like really tight submissions. But the guy was very tough. Got out of him. And then uh, Viper's lady Teresa, she competed. She uh, she won with an armbar in about a minute. Nice minute thirty seconds. Was that was she was it was a super fight for her as well. Who's just comp? They were all super fights. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Super. So just think of it like a boxing event, but right. with jujitsu. No. You know, it's like a, it was like a fight to win. Yeah, there we go. Been them, right? I, yeah, I, man, I'm so happy. I don't have to. I don't have <laughs> um, those anymore. But, but this one had it had fifty matches. 50? 50 what? matches. Five zero. Fifty matches. Half a century. Yo, you weren't there the entire time. I was there from the beginning to the oh, end. Oh, oh so I had uh, Teresa's match was at was number ten. Okay. Luke or Viper was number thirty. And then, oh. and then Falloon. This is, I hope he was like 48. 40. 40. So this is, man, I'm so. It happened about 11 o'clock. That is like fucking 11, torture for you. Yeah. Yo, I wouldn't, I, man, I've seen stacked cards in the past. Like, yeah. And it's this always like, it never, it was never that. It wasn't stacked. Stacked? Stacked? Well, 50, stacked 50 50 talent? It was, it was piled. Just piled. <laughs> there we go. It's a pile of competitors. So it was, and it was like, uh, it was kind of cool because uh, our boy Sav was there. Nice. It was a bunch of people, it was Bunch of old jujitsu heads there, so it was cool. And it was like everybody had their students competing, which is cool. He had like five five people competing. Was it up in North Jersey? A freehold near the uh, the oh, shitty yeah. the oh, shitty the sauna binder, we went yeah. to. Good pizza, shitty banya. Um, unimpressive banya. So, uh, I forget. But it went. It, my How little, did Falloon do? Falloon. He he lost. And his, we went two and one. Okay, we did. Right. We did. Yeah. Shout out to he to had a great Viper um, and Teresa. Is he the fireman's carry guy? He, yeah. He didn't hit a great one. He did hit it for a second, but he never was able to establish control. Um, but did he get submitted or did he lose the decision? Uh, decision. No, he um, his entrance was great. Mm. Go ahead. He came out. 
he gets real fired up for these. He came out with the like heavy metal devil horns. Oh, like on his hands. But he, but he came like running, like, like, charging out from the back, like charging, r- running, charging down the ramp. That is so awesome. Up onto the mat, a bunch of like head banging and forward rolls. You think he then, shot his load before the match? Nah, he was very pumped up, but he's he's unstoppable. So nice. When you say unstoppable, you mean he didn't get stopped. as a human being. <laughs> yeah, as a human being, you can't Not stop him. Not as a competitor. He's stoppable. Stoppable as a competitor. Doing that thing, son. No. Wait, he lost. He lost. So he, 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 he didn't get stopped. He didn't get stopped. Has it um, never been submitted? He has, but... Oh, okay. No. He used to be stoppable. Not anymore. Right. <laughs> but um, now nah, all the matches were good, except for the, all the other matches I had to sit through. And the problem was there was no there was no order to it. So it was like the first match was like a brown belt. And then three matches later is white belt children. Oh, really? And then really? 10 matches later would be a brown belt. And Any a black big belt. names? And then, yeah. No. Fill us no. In. no. Zero big no. names. Um, Did anyone make an appearance? Like any big names walk besides you? Was anyone else there? Yeah, all the, all the greats were there. All the greats. Tom DeBlas, Tom DeBlas. Dante Rivera, nice. Chris Savarese, Fuck. Mike Wacker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said that. Wow. Why, but, all yeah. the, uh, you know, all the greats. Like, just like, you know, all the guys you see at all the- you know, All the guys be hanging with at a grappler's quest in the, yeah. in the stands. Yeah. Gotcha. So that was cool. It was it was nice, but it, it just went on too late, and it was an hour away, so I got home late. Now it was uh, bed, your lovely though. wife with you? No, nah, she was at home. Oh, nice. Editing her apparently her novella. one of is smarter than the other one of yeah, right? Yeah, nice. Yeah, how was open mat today? It was great. Man, I was tired, but it was still good. So, what would you say was the highlight of of, of yesterday's competition? Leaving, getting, okay. yeah, getting to leave, getting to leave. Yeah. So, did you leave right after Falloons, or you watched the the next ten? If he was forty, <laughs> no, I didn't stay for the, for the fiftieth match. <laughs> oh man, listen, man, since um, you were there, I didn't stay for the main event. Right. Um. Yeah, it was it was so crazy. There was like title fights in the middle, and then and then it would be like six year olds competing. Right. Yo, there was no way for you to like slide in there and politic to get your people pushed up, or you nah, didn't want to. Not once it's like set. You can't. I mean, that's not fair. They you, would have to switch even, spots. You didn't even try. 50, bro. Who cares? Sounds like no. you didn't even try. No, no he didn't. Try. You know, he's not. Nah. That's ridiculous. No, I was totally. Like, the juice might have been worth the squeeze on that that's one. Rough. Nah, nah. The embarrassment of like being like, oh, can you? I'm really tired. No, I don't want to go home. No, no, no. You, you no, no. You just say, look, man. You want us in this event again? Yeah, to be part, <laughs> to be three out of your fifty matches, yeah. to be one half of those <laughs> yeah. three, you'll move us. Yeah, but um, well, hey, bro, it's it not terrible. that you know, you know, like hat in hand, like part of me. Uh, do you know? It's just more the, like the show with fifty matches. It did move quickly, and the thing, the worst okay. part is like the first ten matches. There was we were the first submission. Uh, there was no submissions leading up to Teresa's match. Then she got a submission. And then after that, there was maybe like three or four submissions, and then a bunch of more decisions. So you guys opened the floodgates. Yeah. Um, you set oh, it off. You set the tone. Yeah. You set the tone. Ringing bells in the streets, playboy. That's how we do it. So was it pretty clear that Viper won the match? or was it Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he started off with, like in 10 seconds. He had the guy's knee locked out, a really tight knee bar. Um, went to toehold, back to knee bar, and then later on had him in a triangle, had him in an arm bar. It was judge like fight to win. Submissions were scored more. The guy never got a good position on him. Okay. Towards the end of the match, the guy went for like two toe holds on him, but neither one was really close. Um, so he had all the, it was a, it was a what very, team was the guy from, he was from Pellegrinos. Okay. Um, from start to finish. How, well, when did it, what, what time did you get there? I got there at five. Time did you leave your house? 
I didn't. I left my house in the morning around nine thirty. Oh, so you were running around but all I day. To, I went to the yeah. I did some stuff. Went to the gym. Worked out. Mm-hmm. Took a quick nap. Went up to the tournament. And then you got you left there at eleven. And I left there about eleven. Got 15, home at midnight. Thirty. Around twelve thirty. I probably left around eleven thirty because Falloon's match was at around eleven. Damn. And then by the time he was, it was number over, forty, so it it probably ran ran until one thirty. Yeah. yeah. Now your some, people compete and then they're gone, right? So Viper. So they, she had a, she had another match today at the finishers event. So she in Bethlehem, PA. Yeah. So they left. Ooh. They left when they were done because she Luke got done at like ten thirty and they had to drive like two and a half hours. So you're home. coming back from finishers. No, no, I didn't go to that today. Oh, okay. I, had a, I taught and did open mat today. Right. And the rest of the week, I, last time I saw you was uh, Tuesday. Everything good? Nothing to, nothing to report? Nothing, nothing to report. report. Just another excellent week. Directly across from me, ladies and gentlemen. I used to going second here. No? Was, yeah, there might be <laughs> no, the, cha- the title shift up. here. Yeah. So I, I, your name is JB? You introduced yourself as JB. Like, oh, I hate that. I hate people that, t- that do that. You're like, yeah, my name is JB. Whatever. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll duly noted. I'll deflect. Fix. The one, the only, Marco Peraza. Marco, how are we doing? Great. All right. How was today's open map? If Timmy's open map was a 10, 10.2. 10.2. Always, yeah. on, always on top yeah. of things, my guy. 10.2. How terrible was your, was your Saturday how terrib- compared to Timmy's? Oh, my Saturday was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Spent it with my family. Oh. Did everything I wanted to do. Wasn't stuck. For thirty matches or fifty matches, Jesus. was yeah. Only, the only downside is I didn't get to see Chris Everys. You're right. That would be the one. That would have. That been. was the only. I'm gonna actually. I owe him a phone call. I might give him a call when I get uh, when I leave here. How was open open mat? I was Re- gonna say open mic. Right. How was open, open mic? Was good. Open mat was really re- better than Tim's. Better God. than Hellfish. Oh wait. Bunch of black belts. A lot of hard training. Good well, good stuff. Timer timer used. No no we have a we have a human a human. Uh, yeah. Human ring, uh, rings the bell. What's that? What's that about the timer? What's we don't people, use a the timer. They don't use a timer here. You're upset about that, Tim? No, I think it's hilarious. Why is that? Oh. You know, it's funny because I, I thought you didn't use a timer for a long time. I felt like you didn't use a timer. I've always used a timer. Always, always. Okay. Yeah, Tim hasn't. He hasn't transcended yet that time is not an actual thing. That's it's man-made. So we don't. Yeah. So we don't. Man-made. We don't subscribe to it. So checking in. Also, receive. My daughter received a lovely care package. Nice. From Blom Fighter, Caitlin Chukagan. Oh, wow. First and foremost, a signed... What up, Sam? Signed picture. A glove from... A UFC glove? A UFC, like an in, in-ring used glove. And a I didn't dirty re- glove. Okay. Right, right. And I didn't realize this. I think the jacket she sent is the jacket she walked out in. What? Yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. It was like very... It's one of the sweetest... Like as a dad, you always appreciate when people are really nice to your kids, but... Man, like my wife's like, should we not let her wear this jacket and put everything in the like a shadow box or something? <laughs> right. And we definitely gonna put the glove and the picture in a shadow right, box, right, but right. I, I'm we're going back and forth because the jacket's re- the the hoodie's super nice. I, like, if you ever want to send me one, yeah, I'll like take a look. dress up hoodie. Excuse me. Only for special occasions she can wear it. That's true. Funerals, weddings, stuff like that. Oh, like me. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Or when she's punching other girls in the face. Oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was, it was up. super nice to get that, and it's really cool when you have friends that yes. care enough about your family good to send friends. you. Yeah, good good friends for good sure. Friends. I don't know yeah. what that's like. And she calls, uh, Amelie calls Caitlin, Miss Caitlin. Say, when, she goes to, when she goes to bed and she's fighting, she'll wake up, how did Miss Caitlin do in her oh, fight? Yeah, yeah, so it's nice. Yeah. It's cool to have somebody to kind of look up to right. when, you're, when you're a kid doing martial arts. That's a neat thing. That's yeah. a great thing. Uh, moving, 
going right into the UFC last night, Timmy. Fill us in. You're the voice of reason or the voice of all things UFC. Oh, I got no, no, Timmy, January 6th, voice of treason. Oh. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Man. You know I didn't fit this. You know I didn't fit this schedule. He didn't do anything. Go ahead. Yeah, I couldn't make it that day. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh, what was the question? Yeah, you know it's got to yeah, be funny because he's laughing. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking he's still laughing. He's still um, laughing, bro. I don't, yeah, I don't we can get, end the podcast I don't right now. Get put on a a I don't want to get put on a list. <laughs> Volkov and oh, Volkov Rosenstrike. Rosenstrike. Volkov so fucked him up. Do you remember any of the fights? Rosenstrike's complaining about the stoppage. It was kind of early. It, yeah. it could have let it go a little bit longer. <laughs> it wasn't going to go his way though. Okay. Um, but they could have let him get beat up a little bit more. Um, so it was a, a TKO, TKO in the first round. first round, yeah. Two minutes, 12. 12. And then uh, I didn't see the Ige fight yet. Okay. Who won that one? Ige won? No. That's this guy right here? Yeah. Is he, no, this guy won. Okay. Um, I didn't see that one. I watched the Menafield fight. That might have been in a prelim. List some that's of the names. Uh, Lights. Light yeah, yeah, he he murdered that guy with uh, really? crucifix elbows. It was great. Oh, you mean a la what's his face? Um, you remember his name? What's the guy's name? Was that? Yo, he did Kuxel Wan. There you go. No, it was, it was an honorary black. No, no, no. They, uh, that, that was, it was top crucifix, not back crucifix. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. You're thinking of uh, Gary Goodrich. Yes, man, um, the great Gary Goodrich. This, I think that's a Jamaican dude, Odie Osborne. Okay. He, yeah, you know the story about the, him getting out, that like, honorary Russian black belt guy. that they paid him to wear that gi into the UFC? No, it didn't. Wan yeah. people. He was a he was an arm wrestler. Yeah. And just an all around. He had basically no dude. martial arts experience. He just could fight. Bam, son. Are those days ever gonna come back? I doubt it. So, so is it a crucifix like uh Matt Hughes versus Hoist Gracie? Yeah. 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 And the elbows were you could see um you could see after he he was he had him in the position for a little while, and the last couple of elbows that hit him, you could see like I don't know if it was a dent or a bump, immediately appeared on the side of the guy's head. Okay, you saw the shape of his face change from an elbow. Gotcha. Um, so you were saying Osborne KO KO that one, Russian one, guy. Yeah, first um, round one 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 and then one oh one. I think that's all I watched last night. Okay. Cool. Gonna, what, what, I want to watch the uh, I want to watch the Ige fight. Who do you th- what Iggy, So what do you think from what you saw? Who what was uh, the top fight? <laughs> Uh, Volkov, I love watching that guy fight because he's so big and he's so such a like a technical striker. Um, now he, is this Rosenstrike's first fight back from getting knocked out, or is it, has he been back? I, I don't know. Yeah, nobody cares he's about. From? He's from uh, Suriname. Oh, I thought oh, it was, I thought he was from uh, Amsterdam. No, that island that, that yeah, Gregory's from. Huh? Gregory's from Suriname. No, too. he's from Aruba. Gregory's oh, Maruba. they live in Aruba, but yeah. said, he, he, they claim. I remember he, Gregory. He's Greg says he's yeah. Surinamese. My, Surinamese, right? My well, favorite line about Dutch. Gregory. So. was Tim's boxing trainer says he fighting like a bitch. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> the night he lost, right? Yeah, that yeah. Was um, he, lost. he fighting he was like a, a bitch. Great, nice guy, yo, riding a bicycle like a motherfucker, though, son. My, G, you see my man in the middle, of the, shoo, just riding that bike all over, all over Philly, fam. He, and he's uh, a guy. Yeah, they they used to train together. I, don't, I think I don't think he trains there anymore, though. Right. I think he's America top team down in yeah. Florida. I believe so. Who's that? Rosenstruck. But Rosenstruck's like a, I don't know, he's a, like an extremely one dimensional fighter. He's Yo, is, sorry, but is Balance um, Aruba Balance still Aruba. around? Yeah. Still yeah. there? Jeffrey's still there? Ne- Car- Caribbean Greg. Mecca of Jiu Jitsu. Nice. There it is. Gregory. Gregory. What did I say? Jeffrey. I like Jeffrey better. I'll call him Jeffrey. Jeffrey likes it better too. <laughs> there you go. So, what do you think? That was That's it. The highlights. That's yeah, it, it seems like this. This segment's really petered out. Yes, yo, son, there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> Boxing, Haney, Gambosis. Yo, so I, I, um, 
I think that's how you say his name. Cambosis. Sounds like a disease. He's yeah. Cambosis Greek, sounds like Australian something. Greek. Your man Cambosis. Hey man, who won? Cambosis lost, lost a decision. Yes. He said a lot. Of, Haney's jab and clinch game was yeah. through the roof. I saw that. highlights of it, but just to just to give you the card, the the numbers, Haney. So it was unanimous, and it was one sixteen, one twelve, one eighteen, one ten, one sixteen, one twelve. Cambosis just coming so off of that victory over Teofimo. Yeah. So he, you know, he's a big. I like that boxing is getting like everybody's beating each other now. Good, because like the, 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 the best guys are fighting each but other. But also, Hopefully. it makes the 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 loss record a little less important because well, these those, guys are all capable of beating each other. Yeah. Those numbers right there, though, one sixteen and one twelve, one eighteen and one ten, one sixteen and one twelve, and it was like, in that's Australia. That's a big. That, that's a that's a. And you could get yeah. home cooking. You know, you yeah. could get home cooking that's in Australia. A, that's it. And you know, I saw a face off with with these guys. Hey, the the Australian kid looked stone cold crazy. And Haney looked like he was soft, but nah, man, he went there and handled his business. So uh, I think there's an automatic rematch clause in the contract. Oh, where? Well, that'll probably yeah. that'll probably uh, be a, a big possibly thing. in Australia. I saw Eddie Hearn talking about it, which really? I like. I think Eddie Hearn's probably one of the better boxing promoters to listen to. I was just listen. I was just reading something about him that he got a cease and desist from Mayweather Promotions. He uh, can't stop talking about Tank uh, Tank Davis because they're still. So I read to you yesterday uh, last week that Davis is was going to stay with Mayweather, but it's not clear. It's not clear. I don't think he is. So uh, they don't want Hearn uh, talking. Tortious interference? Yes. So, But he said, if he's available, I'm on it. He says, I'm on it. I'm going to be – and he said he should talk to everybody, us, top rank, well, everybody. He was I, – I believe he used to represent Devin Haney, mm-hmm. but Devin Haney had to leave him to get the Cambosis fight. I'm sure. To wh- whoever does deals with the zone yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And he said he might come back. He's had other fighters like Canelo's back with Hearn. Really, that's what it, that's what it made it sound like. So, yeah, listen, it's an interesting time in fighting in general. And the UF, the Zufa is officially out of the boxing game. Remember, they were going to do their boxing promotion. Yeah, Daniel White said he's done with it. Yeah, he said. Uh, he said there's too much trouble. Yeah, too, it's like there's too much bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. because why am I getting into this? Yeah. Right. Although, I think if they were to get into boxing, it, it would make boxing way better. I don't know. I don't I, see how they. Do. I don't like think the, they can I'm apply saying, their their business model to boxing. Uh-uh. I think they could promote fights way better than whoever promotes fights now. Like with doing the way that the UFC promotes, they do the the, the build ups to the fight. They follow. Yeah, but they the got they stole all, all that, that from, shit is from, from yeah. But they do it way about? better. They do it way better. No, they don't. The UFC promotes no, fights way what? better than no, any, anybody in boxing. No, it's just their their niche fans love it a lot a lot right. more. Like it's and then there's the twenty four sevens were awesome, right? Yeah, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, they were still and now and now nobody does them anymore. They no, what are you talking boxing anymore? Showtime does them. Showtime does great ones. I just saw the one the Javante Davis Roly Romero one. And it was great. The ep- they called it the epilogue. But if if UFC controlled boxing the way that they nah. control MMA, well, they, they just, would have all the best fighters. Nah, and they would be able to. They, well, it they would be way better. Wait, you see, do you think the UFC can see? If they it, could monopolize, there should be a monopoly on they? boxing. Oh, okay. They can't, but they they can't do it. Why not? Because they the the boxers will look at what the UFC fighters make and say, no, no, thank you, we're not oh. signing with yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you know, maybe. like, why would you sign if you were a young and up and coming combat athlete and you were at the at, at a decision tree and you're like, I could go in the UFC or I could go to boxing. Where's my bigger upside from a money standpoint? JB, I, I present this question. Boxing. To you. Of course. Timmy, for sure. I, boxing. Yeah, well, yeah. if you're the best boxer in the world, like if you're just. Or, a, or, no, if you're one of the top even. 20 best boxers in the not world. Not even because, listen, Roly Romero talked his way into this fight. He's He wasn't top. And then look what your boy Conor McGregor did, son. Come on, my G. Like, what do you mean? He didn't have the, the boxing pedigree to get that fight. No, no boxing. He just no, had, no, he yeah, had but, the. 
He had the talk and the Instagram you know I mean? and the people. Yeah. That's what he had. He had yeah, the fan like base. The, now the we're seeing the transition of fighting more than like a UFC fighter. Like just a like a guy fighting on the under. Those guys make like two, nah, three thousand nah, dollars. Those fight. dudes are, and those dudes a journeyman can make a living and take care of his family compared to what a, a journeyman a UFC, UFC fighter can do the same. I don't know about that, fam. You see they a lot do. of them talking about it. So you see very few of them talking about it. Yeah, you see very few no, fighters complaining about how much they get paid. People out there. It's just, but it's asinine. You to see, guys, that the usually UFC's it's guys run that got cut better. from the UFC are the ones complaining about. Yeah, if they could so, run boxing better, they'd be running boxing better. Marco, the are worlds, we, the worlds are happening. The worlds are happening as we speak. Timmy, was the, you were watching a match earlier? What's going on? I just been who's on top? Who's retired? Who's retired? You said something about people two, be, two very famous uh, oh, jiu-jitsu really? gi competitors retired. I thought they were already retired. Oh, they like, were, apparently, uh, it was wrong. Yeah, they just. Shanji retired. Shanji oh, Hibero, yeah. oh, Rafael wow. Lovato Jr. One of the wow. he's the second American to win the worlds. Got you after BJ Penn. Shanji, you rolled with Shanji before. You all, both of you guys have rolled with him, right? Like, uh I don't know if I've ever rolled with Shanji. I rolled with his brother Solo. Right. Timmy I, competed, I competed against, Shanji. against both of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. What was that like rolling with with Solo? I know you rolled. No, not against Solo. Against Shanji, I competed. No, you said both of them. I thought both, you meant both uh, of them. Lovato. Lovato. Oh, okay. Lovato and Shanji. What was that like? Um. Lovato, I mean, he he was a brown belt. I was a purple belt, and uh, I was winning the match until the last like ten seconds. And then what happened? And you lost it. He swept me. Yeah. Oh. Mm. So you were uh, winning until you were losing. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I was up so on a bench. But you ultimately lost. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I said. But um, you started with you were winning. I was well. Yeah, I started. I was describing the match. I was winning the match until the That's last ten really seconds. That's not a description of the match. Master like we started from the feet. I got a takedown. I passed his guard. Well, I was just being very brief. Sounded like you were being very broad. I said I was winning the match until at the end. How did you score your points? Advantage. Okay, it was a very. What'd you get your advantage on? I had him smashed in half guard for like six minutes. Wow. And then he swept you. Yeah. But you were a purple belt, so it's okay. So th- are those guys both world champions, you said? Oh, yeah. Said, yes. Shanji's yeah. multiple. He, Shanji's... More than c- his brother? I remember when question. his brother had like six. It was like a big Four deal. or five in a row, his brother. Nice. I'm pretty sure that Shanji probably has more gold medals at the Mundials than Salo does, and probably at ADCC. He's likely on most grappling Mount Rushmore's. Oh, wow. So... Tell me more about it. What's, so those guys retired from from competing, from just everything, from just like I, so who knows? They might do. They, they'll maybe they'll do masters. So Lovato, uh, Lovato was just was the Bellator world champion like a year ago. He beat Musasi, and then he retired from MMA because, because he had like that brain injury issue, or something. Yeah, and then he went back to uh, jujitsu. He ha- he has he hasn't like been doing very well in jujitsu recently. Um. But he beat uh, he beat Herbert Santos, who's like oh he did beat Herbert. He, be, he beat Herbert really? yesterday. Yeah, did, did, did Herbert pee himself this time. No, or, he, no? He, it looked like he kind of did he throw a tantrum. Him. No, he never throws tantrums. He uh, he would give up. He was like kind of like a Mike Tyson. What do you mean? He, he attacked Preguise's brother at the BJJ Stars. Yeah, that was one thing. That's not a tantrum. That's oh, it's a felony. A assault. tantrum is like if you if you lose and you throw a tantrum. He or you, you whip your belt. Somebody or something. said something to him in the crowd and he ran and he ran at him. That's not a tantrum. <laughs> this is after faking a knee injury. That's yes. the best part. And pissing himself. <laughs> um, what else would you like to report from the world? You said there's right? a bunch of Americans in the. You said, earlier a, you said a bunch. There was um, Isaac Deuterline. He's American. He's in the finals. Yeah, I mean he's. I think he's an Asian American. Gotcha. He trained at. Uh, he's trained. He's one of Cabrina's students, 
And then um, uh, who else? What about Rutolo? Did Rutolo get uh, Rut Rut Rutolo's in the finals against Mika Gabal. That's a that's a that's a great match. And um, what does that tell you about uh, these guys that are that are telling us that you you need to specialize in nogi to be f to to be really good at nogi? Wait, what? So these you know there's like a subset like DDS and um, B team where they don't train in the gi, they focus on nogi, but you have guys like. Ty Rutolo and historically most of the medalists in uh, in ADCC come from a, a a gi background. Yeah, that's what I've been saying forever. Um, but the the Rotolo brothers they don't train much gi. They just kind of like they, oh, they just the, put a gi on. They basically when they because they won the uh, worlds last year at brown belt and they said they hadn't trained in the gi in a long time, but they were just going to do it. And uh, I think for this one they trained a little bit more, but I think they're living in Costa Rica now too. Are they? Uh, don't they? No, they still train at Autos, don't they? Yeah, but they they have a school in Costa Rica where uh, they live. What are some? What are you? What are the highlights? Like what coming? What's what's? What are the matches you want to see happen? Marigali's in the finals. Marigali's got awesome missions so far. Okay, and, he's Don, and Donaher's in his corner, coached by Donaher. Mm. It's cool to see uh, Donaher like coaching guys in the gi. You know, it, I mean? and in a different like in a more he's never chaotic had, he's environment. He's never had like a gi world champion guy. I mean, we couldn't. We can't credit Donaher with Marigali's success, can we? Um, no, but he. So let's say Marigali wins the Open this year. The only thing that's changed is that he's training with Donaher now. So if he wins the Open and submits everybody, and then he's been training with Donaher for the last like. Okay, six then months, we can give him. Could, but it, it's not as if he, you know, got him, grabbed him as a. No, he was good. I mean, I mean, better than good. Yeah, he he was good. Marigali's just good. Just your average world champion. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> He's average, uh, one of the best ever. Yeah, the dude Danny Myra from Movement, he made it to today. He got he got a bronze. Is that black belt or brown belt? Black belt. Oh, nice. Um, but I'm most excited for. Uh, How do you feel about bronze? Cool, you cool with that? Because last week we were talking about Olympians, and you were like, Yeah. Oh. Uh, a, no, so he's not great. a Mundial champion. Bronze is great. He's oh, a Mundial. Great. Bronze is great to this yeah. week. Okay. Yeah. Bronze is great. Well, at the no, no, wait, wait, wait. Bronze so, wait, wait, is not wait, wait. so great. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Remember your man? <laughs> your man, where you grabbed the no, 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 no. I never said a bronze isn't great. He said Bro, he said he was a champion. I said I bronze is not a champion. I did not say he was anything. The all other I said, guy I said was related to what his friend said about Bronze is not a champion. I never said bronze isn't great. So, please retract. I didn't say he was a champion. Third in the world is incredible. Okay. Wait, there we go. Third in the world in any sport is incredible. I didn't say he was third. Nobody's talking to you. Whoa. I'll be quiet. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Anything anything nah, else? News nah. from the world. Nothing. Marco. Yes, sir. Have we forgotten Francis Ngano? Is that what's going on? You know what? Tim called this yeah. a while ago he's since done. he's been active. Nobody gives a fuck I about think Francis Ngano fighting. I don't, I don't know why you're so upset. Like, why you're so Chael, you feel so personally invested in this thing. Chael you Sonnen? who cares about nothing. Uh, the one no, thing is we, my the one is, that we, we will not forget is so we can't forget him because he he has to continually my, keep talking. My point him. is, nobody like I don't care. Nobody cares about Francis and yeah, if he doesn't, don't care if he doesn't no fight for a year, nobody's going to remember him. Well, he he did fight this year, so he I said if year. he doesn't fight for a year, oh okay. If he, which he's he's probably not going to. He's going to sit out. I do. I, yeah, he's going to sit out. He has had surgery. I hate saying this, but I think the big guy might be right. Yeah, that's nonsense. Yeah, you ask me my opinion. Yeah, we'll see. So. But I mean, he'll, he'll when he jumps into boxing, it, 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 yeah. no one's gonna care. 
No, they will. People, people will it's watch a spectacle for, like anything. People will else. watch for Tyson right. Fury. Yeah, I, Nobody's going to watch for because we haven't had any big spectacle fights in a while, right? Yeah. Well, the la- the Fury fight was in the la- that was huge. But you that's mean a, an MMA? No, 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 like spectacle crossover fights. spectacle yeah. fights, like a fight. No, we haven't had one of those like uh, goofy little um, in a while. And that's one of the things Chael Sonnen talked about. He went like maybe a year or two ago. He said this thing has a shelf life. He was talking about like the spectacle fights, right. so, like Jake Paul fighting people, um, boxers fighting MMA guys. He's like, this thing isn't going to last forever. And I think we're probably There's seeing a quick end money of it. grab. And yeah. I think we'll see. We're going to see some more. The other it's thing, Chelsea, he said he said Building that the Mayweather McGregor fight was only profitable for Mayweather McGregor. He said the other people involved didn't make any money. He okay. keeps he always says like he's like he's like I was there. He's like it wasn't it was like halfway sold. It wasn't sold out. Right. He's like that's how you can tell if a uh, if something is successful. If it's not sold out, it's not successful. Gotcha. Um, but that's him. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows what um, bullshit he's, he's but done. if. The shark has to keep swimming. But I don't see a, a fight with France. I, I would watch Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury, and I would pay for it. But I think most people wouldn't. Well, what I feel is, gonna, is happening is that there's just ebbs and flows. So people, they'll come out with another spectacle sooner or later. And then it, like you if, see, like, they'll they'll look at the numbers, right? With very da- Everything we do is data-driven now. They'll look at the numbers. They'll see when the spikes are, when the arcs was, like, and they'll just do what other people do. So, if, for example, if a big fight happens every year in November or whatever the fuck it is. Cinco de Mayo. Whatever. Cinco de Novembro. And then they do it, they'll do it then. You know what I mean? Like, they'll just, they'll just if, fight. They'll, if, they'll uh, like, a guy who sits for a year, the UFC strips him and moves on without him, they do. No, that's exactly they do, they I think do, we all yeah. know that's And they happen. do, like, Gan versus Volkov. Okay. And that that's the champ. And then Ngannou comes back and UFC just says, like, oh, well, we're done. we're done with you. And then, then yeah, all the those things of, can happen. But then, do you think he still sells a lot for a Tyson Fury fight? If he's not I mean, a UFC yeah, champion, so I, if there's nothing, again, no, I, but they, it pains still, me to kind of. It, yeah. you, but know, you guys have re- always been. We've it's recency and consistency on this side of this. Right. this, this but argument. it's recency and consistency, right? You know, fan, fans are fickle, and you need to be unless you're. An amazing superstar, which I don't think Ngannou is. He's popular, right. but he's not Conor McGregor. But he's right. a, that was the point that Shell made. He's like, Conor McGregor is like the biggest guy in the world, and he won't let a, a day go by without right. being in the news. Yeah, they're totally different animals, of course. Yeah. So if you're not doing that, you're going to be forgotten extremely right. quickly. No, he's, and he's no, got a smart so. you know, social media team around him. He was at the F1 race in Monaco. and Who's that? You know, Conor McGregor. Definitely and not Ngannou. Biggest, what's that? Yeah. Ngannou wasn't there. It, oh, but he was, he was like the biggest star of... A thing that was filled right. with stars. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't think. But that's not the thing. The thing is, it's more about Engano. We all know what uh, Conor McGregor. He's just a. He's just an animal. Right, he's but, a beast. But I think these, these amazing these gimmick you know fights happen partly based on some combat ability, but mostly based on the ability to sell tickets or pay per views. Well, if that happens between these two guys, we know Fury's the one that's going to sell it. So it is what it is. But if if we've forgotten them, who knows? I, I doubt it. We'll just see. We're going to see well, we're more talking about them, So clearly we so haven't forgotten. We're going to try to help more them out. Right. So, did you want to talk about the uh, the LAPD guy that passed? Well, yes, during in, the train? A, in a moment. But did you okay. also so. uh, did, did you guys happen to catch and I didn't send it to you where Chael Sennon asked his crowd if they think Khabib can beat him? I, I didn't him. watch him, but I saw the... Yeah, so they said, you think Khabib can beat me? Really? Right, and he's talking about it, because there's... You know, everybody talks about how much of a beast Khabib is, and there's... I don't know if you guys saw it, but recently there's some video of him grappling with... Uh, Rockhold. Rockhold, and just 
man, pinning the shit out of Rockhold, crushing, ro- him. crushing him, and he can't get out of there. And then I watched a video of Rockhold talking to DC about it, and he goes, "There's a little more to it." I get, you know, I wind up getting up and out, but it was interesting to see all those things that you hear about how much of a mauler Khabib is, and we say, "Well, you know, he's beating guys in his weight class and his weight class." Rockhold's always going to be bigger than him, even if Khabib's a little. You Khabib's know, like two hundred pounds now. Is he that big? That's what they say. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, he might be bigger than Rockhold, but I he saw was... a video of him training with Makachev, and it was like two hundred pound Khabib versus lightweight Makachev. And how'd that look? He was just like mauling him. Really? Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting take uh, to to see Khabib. Yeah, because Rockhold's a legit. You know, he got legit rounds light for grappling. Yeah, he's really good on the ground. Yeah. And he's even like I I can't remember any time seeing Rockhold be held down in a fight. He's yeah, almost and, always and on Khabib top. looked like he was holding down easy. Yeah. And then just like Khabib does, they got up. He's taking him down over a fucking bag and water bottles. Like Khabib, he didn't give Khabib a shit. Would murder Chael Sonnen <laughs> just based on like like Khabib's like will to win is so much higher than Chael Sonnen's. That's the one thing Chael Sonnen doesn't have, right? Yeah, like I think Chael Sonnen might be able to hit him with like a double leg real quick, and then Khabib would get out, get on top, right? Or maybe he'd stuff know. him. Maybe he'd stuff him. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying the only thing I could see Chael Sonnen what's, doing is what's like, the age difference with those guys. Chelsea is like forty something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Maybe ten, years, like ten plus years. Thirty five, maybe. 10 years, right. I'm sorry. What I do like is uh, the fact that him doing that, his fan engagement. I'm thinking of it from like the podcast, the talk, talk space. Yeah, yeah like that, what a, that does is it keeps it's his very, people very interesting engaged. Way, yeah, no, you, he's, you he's very smart. You and he's, he's good at what he does. I would so. love to see Khabib grapple GSP. That would be. We talked right? about that a yeah, month ago. I know. Yeah, that would, that would be amazing. You poo pooed it then. You're like, ah, whatever. Now. Us today. Yeah, today. today. Did I poo-poo? You know, yeah, you did. Today's you match, it. it wasn't yesterday's match. Go back to the tapes. Did I say it? Yeah. I said I didn't want to see it? You were like, ah, oh, whatever. It's, I don't care about that. I don't think so. And I was super high on it. And you're like, ah, whatever. Oh, man, I, was just, I, I was just being disagreeable. Yeah, I could tell. Of course. <laughs> but the, yeah, so apparently a police officer died in a training, a jiu-jitsu training accident in LA, which I'd have to see what the fuck happened. It sounded like he fell and hit his head. Right, but in wh- where? Maybe they were training on concrete. Right, or did he get picked up and spiked, and then he fell and he hit his head? Yeah. It, it picked up and slammed from the guard. See, and these are one of the one of the issues, I believe, when you have because uh, somebody brought it up here the other day, when you have that insular society of like a police department, and how they can be very broy and. Almost like fucking egging people on to train harder and harder and get more violent and more violent in a in a training environment. Because I've been, I've tr- I've trained cops, and when you have them go live and all their buddies are watching, it's like a fucking schoolyard brawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah it very it becomes sure like it a very macho, weird thing. So I would, I hope there's video. It'd be kind of interesting to see what led to this injury and death. Um. Yeah, I think I think when I read it, it sounded to me like he fell and hit his head. But, right. But focus on safety, guys. When you're rolling, be ca- be careful. But we don't know if it was because of that, or he could have just if it was because they were being too competitive. Be but yeah, it could be could be anything. This is why we're here to to kind of figure out what it is. Or he could have got picked up, walked over to the side, slammed on the concrete, and then could have just had a heart attack. The other thing could have been happen. Yeah, it's happened yeah, before. Yeah, but so, and there's when you don't have, I guess, certified people running a training environment, that's when it can get a little bit more dangerous too. So contact 
Marco Perazzo nah, to have him. Yeah, that one, the LAPD contact. He'll keep him yeah. safe. Uh, moving on, want to go into the prank, prank nation, prank race? Oh, no, Pancration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a prank nation. Prank nation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, I had this guy contact me about lessons. Got you. Let's go into that. Because I'm sure you both of you had these stories are cool stories. I love these guys. Yeah, yeah this. Uh, but these, uh, these, let's hear Let's hear you, one of you. Because so yo, have one on deck, by the way. Some weird, <laughs> and people contacting you with weird shit. This guy called me. I couldn't get back to him. I texted him and he asked me, you know, like, uh, what do you guys teach? I'm looking for blah, blah, blah. This, you know, like things that are close to MMA, but not MMA. Something right, that's right, close right. to jujitsu, but it's not jujitsu. Combat bagua. So then I, I just asked him, I go, you know, I was just wondering, are you interested in anything we have to offer? And he goes, depends. I go, well, does it depend on me or depend on you? He goes, I'm not sure if I'm interested. <laughs> I'm a fourth Black Dan Kyokushin fighter. Mm. Black belt Gracie Jiu-Jitsu grappler. Oh, okay. Black belt in Judo. Damn. So I follow up with, maybe you could teach here. Those are impressive accomplishments. Boom. Did he ever get back to you? He did. Uh, he, he goes, I mean, I could, question mark, but I'll think about it. <laughs> and that's it. That's the and end I go, okay, let me know. And then he, he never got back to me. Then he says, are you available? I, then I say, are you available to teach me privately? No response. And he goes, and then I go, no interest in teaching the private lessons. And I haven't heard back from the guy. Boom. Now you really dropped the ball with that one. I did. How could I have handled that one better? Um, you should have buttered him up more. You didn't, you didn't like indulge in the, uh, in his fantasy. Yeah. Right. Right. So like, where did you, you know, you ask him where he trained. Oh, where's his, where did he get his rank from? Yeah. Mm, that would have been a, yeah. Listener. And then you, you almost beg him to teach you, you know, I just, now I, yes. I came at this all wrong is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. So get a little bit more backstory. Mm -hmm. Oh, you trained Kyokushin with Masoyama. Right. Your direct lineage. Oh, you trained with you, Roland you say, Grace. You know, you, you ask him like, did you train with Masoyama? Is he your? You oh, him, did you, you got to keep him he, going. Does he still have that horn that he <laughs> that he knocked Where off the it? bull? Were you there Where when he it? killed the bull? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, what is he? Fourth degree jujitsu black belt. No, no, no. no. Fourth, fourth black Dan Kyokushin fighter. Interesting way to the, yeah, the word the way to, Kyokushin fighter. Interesting way. Yeah. No, but fourth black Dan. Yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. And then black belt Gracie jujitsu grappler. <laughs> I had a guy call me that same week, and. Say, hey, he's like, yeah, I'd like to come in and kick it around with you guys. I go, pardon me? He goes, yeah, I'm going to kick around with you guys. I go, sure. He's like, how much is it? I go, no, man, just come on in. I said, we'd love it for you to kick around with us. He goes, are you some kind of wise guy? I go, no. He goes, I'm a black belt. I, he, go, he goes, what are you? I go, yeah, dude, I'm just the guy that works the front desk. <laughs> I'm a white belt. He goes, well, what do you guys charge to come in and kick it around with you? I go, we just have a pay-as-you-please policy. He's like, you come in. You train, and whatever you think it was worth, you pay. What are you, some kind of smart ass? He goes, I'm going to come in there looking for you. Right? I go, all right, just ask for Marco when you get here. Right. And I tell the students, I go, hey, I said, it might be some goofy guy. He, he doesn't have the address. It's going to be kind of hard for him right. to find the Fortress of Grapple, dude. Uh, you can't and he find the address online? Not on my website. On the, the Google Maps has it. But you got you know, you to search it out. Uh and then some big dude walks in. He's like uh, six foot three, 250 pounds. 
and so before you know, I, I line everybody up and say, "Hey, guy, we might have a guy coming in for a challenge match." I go, "By the way, Matt O'Donnell, you are now Marco. If anybody comes <laughs> in, you're gonna, nice. you're gonna handle the challenge match, and we all get a kick out of it." And then the six foot three dude walks in. And I had a guy set to come in to try class. Uh, and I walk up, hey, what's up? And it was a dude that was trying class. Nice. I was like, oh, fuck. If this was a guy, this is, he's a big, you know, six foot three, 240. Would have been a, would have been a commitment. But Matt O'Donnell would have did fine with the guy. Of course. Of yeah. course. Timmy, any stories similar? Like, I've always feel like martial arts, there's a, there's a gravitational pull. Yes. Yeah. That, it's crazy people. I, I didn't want to say it, but yo, yeah. I, and I have a, Unhin- I have a story. Unhinged. For you. Something. I, I have, so, um, I got, I get, how, how about the online stuff? The stuff on your phone? You know. Yeah, I've gotten. T- I've never had a gu- guy say that kind of stuff. I've had guys say. Do like, you entertain them or do you just kind of just blow them off? I'll entertain them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll fuck with them. Um, I'll have to go. I have to look through some of my old texts to have because I had one that was good where um, I, I have to. I have to look it up. But I've also had. Um, I had this one lady that she would call regularly. And she would ask me, she was looking for, sing, she wanted to train, but she was also looking for single men. And she particularly wanted guys that were either in law enforcement or military, but they had to train martial arts. I think she contact, or you had her contact I've, I've, me. I've had her contact oh, nice. Like I, I always direct her, I'm like, you should try out NJMA. There's lots of single guys there. Oh, man. Um, I've sent her to a bunch of like people I know's gyms. Friends. And yeah. yeah. And um, oh, yeah, yeah. Tim Carpenter actually, actually showed up at any, anywhere. So, what she does is she goes on like Facebook and she'll so look. send them, yes, and she sends a message. I think she'll send friend Two. requests yeah. and Two. she'll then she'll call me. But then, but she would always call me and then ask me, like, well, What about uh, Alex? Is he single? I'm like, ah, I think he's got a girlfriend now. Um, but I've so I've you've talk- never seen this person, no, I've never seen her, but oh, I would oh, so I've so talked so. to her for like a half hour on the phone before, really. Yeah. Yo, so Prioli got rest his soul, right? Rest in yes. peace, Joe Prioli. He used to have a guy calling weekly. And he would give the guy private lessons over the phone. <laughs> really? Yo, he was he charge? No, well, he had no way. Okay. You know, it was before Venmo. Yeah. And this guy would call him and he would, all right, yeah, now work your roundhouse kicks. And, yo, know, would be on the phone with him anywhere from 15 minutes to a half hour. And, all right, call me back next Friday at six o'clock. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. This lady was, um, she was like, I don't know. I don't know. There was something. Yeah, it's much it. easier to teach Taekwondo over the phone. Definitely. Yeah. But she, uh, shout out to the Taekwondo. She would always tell me she was uh, helping Congresswoman Madeline Dean write legislations. She said she did volunteer work for the Congresswoman. Who's Madeline Dean? Yeah, she's a PA Congresswoman, I think. Oh, okay. I see her name all around, like uh, the Norristown area. But, um, so she would always call me and ask me about certain guys. A couple times she said she was going to come in. I was like, oh, we're going to be closed that day. I always kept her. She never, I've never met her. She never came in, but she has gone into some of my other friends' schools. Um, And then I had another guy that- Oh, wait a minute. She has? She's physically gone Yeah, she showed up. Yeah, she showed up. Okay. um, What'd they say about about her? Like, uh, was she, you know, what did- She's like a, she's like a 40-year-old crazy woman, you know? Mm. She trains, she trains it. She does train karate at like a- like a YMCA or something. Oh. And she wants to, when she meets a guy, she wants him to come. She wants to train at their training camp, but then also they can go train at her karate school. Gotcha. So that's how it has to um, happen. Yeah. And she's very matter of fact, like um, she'll just be like, is uh is JB single? Right. And I'll be like, no, he's got a girlfriend. What about Marco? She just goes through a list oh, of like yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And she's, she's like, okay, well I can date him. There's no like, Right. Doesn't have to be attractive, whether right. whether he likes it or not. Yes, yeah, I'm de- I'm gonna date him. Um, I had another guy call and he said he wanted to be my slave mm. at the dojo. What? Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll have to find. I'll see if I can find these voicemails if I have them saved or not. Right. But this guy wanted to be. He wanted to be like the dojo slave. Like the dojo. Wanted you to treat him like the, shit. I didn't. I never. I never talked to this guy. I just got a voicemail from him. Yeah. He said. I, I think he. I forget what he said. He's like. He's like. I got. I got sixty bucks in my pocket. I'm ready to go. Something like that. Sixty bucks ready to go, fam. I don't know. I wonder what that means. To, if I can find the voicemails, maybe we can play them on. on oh, that would be, so, that'd yeah, be something. Yeah, yeah, else. That would, that would that be would amazing. Be, that would be amazing. All this time, but yeah, I get a lot of kept all this a good amount of yourself. crazy people. Yeah, it it it, it lends itself to it. You it know, does, the mysticism does. of the martial arts mm -hmm. and. Uh, things that people think you could but do there's also them. plenty of crazy people yeah that's true too I I mean, you, you own a 7-eleven you're gonna get crazy people walking on there yes, but you get very small snippets of them yeah. usually now i have the a story i have from teaching at the karate school uh back in the day is a guy that we well-known karate one of our instructors he brought in a friend of his i guess this guy they met in jail this dude still had the hospital band on his wrist <laughs> and he comes in and he's just doing whatever he wants he's not doing what he what we're doing and my instructor yo Right there, he's like, "Here you go, you can train with Jason." I'm like, "What the fuck?" So I go in to say something to him. Bang! He smacks me in the chest, son. Spat! And then I'm like, I go to lean in again. Pat, pat, pat. He like, yo, he like smacks me in the belly yeah, went, in the chest two times. I'm like, fifty two on you. Yo, almost like fifty two blocks. And I'm like, this my, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm just gonna punch him. I'm just gonna be like, hey, boom! I'm just gonna hit him. Nope. This is what I go. I go. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> How long have you been training? I've heard the story and before. He says, it's always funny. 10, 20 years. <laughs> I go, because you're amazing. He's like, thank you. I know. Thank you so much. I know. And then he goes, yo, walks off the floor and sits down. That was the last time. That 10, was 20 yo, years. Yo, your man was like, 10, 20 years. I say, because amazing. <laughs> you're amazing, bro. He's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And then he, right as was like, he just walks off and sits down for him. Hospital band, as it never saw him again, but I caught three slaps to like the gut and the titty meat. So he about, pat, pat, pat. And I'm like, this motherfucker, I don't know what to do. To the gut and titty meat. Yeah, like right now, he's like, you know what I mean? I've been a fat nigga my whole life. So, yo, bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, I'm a fucking, I'm just gonna bunch him. And I'm trying to figure this out, trying to figure this out. And I go, hey, can I ask you a question? He's like, sure. How long have you been training? That's when he hits me with 10, 20 years. That is great. Son. 10 or 20. 10 or it's 20. Big, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a big gap. Yeah. I told him how amazing he was, and then he just got right the fuck off the floor. Yeah, he went off on a high note. Hey, man, good for him. Listen. Maybe he opened up his own school. Maybe maybe yeah. he did. At the at the crisis center. Platter's Corner, everyone? We're not doing Tales from the Banya? Oh, we are doing Tales from the Banya. I don't know how I missed this one, Marco. Well, you might not want to Tales from the Banya. want to be able to testify to what I'm going to talk about. Uh, okay. Right? Oh, so. this was, okay. Interesting. So we see a guy that we kind of know from the Banya where he was talking about that one time he was talking about raping babies Good. and what they were well, doing. Not like him, the war, but what, what was yeah, happening. Yeah, the war crimes yeah. that are occurring, the Russians and the Ukrainians. Right. So I know we know through him that he has his mom and his family are there in the Ukraine. And I say, hey, man, how, how's things? And I go, not my, how are things back home? Yes, yeah, right. How are things back home? And he goes, oh, I was just there. Oh, how was it? I was bringing ammunition to my friends. <laughs> Yo, this is God's on the brand. The Azov Brigade, son. Uh, I don't. We didn't. We stopped. We. Yo, yo when, he, when your man I, said that, and he, we both, we are both great for the follow up. Crickets Boom. after the follow up. You shut it down right there. Yeah, fam. Yo, he kept talking. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that's <sighs> yeah. 
I wasn't because if it was somebody, well, how how'd you get? Did you go through the Department nah, of Defense? Did you, you get him in Poland, cross the border? I don't want to fucking know any of that shit. Or yeah. how much? Like yeah. how much? Uh, he's like, I got I got two boxes. Of yeah, chocolate yeah, exactly. Shells. Right, right. Like, hundred rounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hundred grounds. Why didn't like, you get more information? Nah, nah son. Don't I, I can't. Good. I hardly want to talk about this story right now, but I feel like I owe it to the to the son, bit. Yo, yeah, yeah. And it's the same dude that. We he really wasn't speaking to us because you know he's going through it. Because we went we but we went at him that one time <laughs> when we when Marco says we he means him. So but after that is when the conflict happened yes. and he's been in bed. Then we'd ask and the, him about the interesting his thing about this cat is that he'd been he'd been on this like weight loss journey. Right. But he was losing weight. He was at the banya every day. He would talk to me about it. And then now he's gained all that back because stress. Yeah, stress does one of two things. Help but you lose the, weight or make we, you gain we, weight. Tough being in a war. We tried to talk to him a couple times. He was like, huh? And then one day he just rolls up, doesn't say what's up. He's like, do you believe that they are raping the babies? And I was like, whoa, shit. Yo, so the worst, I don't even want to continue this. The worst part about the ammunition conversation was the fact that it might have been one of our last sessions in the in there, and he keeps talking. And bro, I was, I was like, I want to get up and get the fuck Son, out of here. Dying, but like the I'm minute like, we well, started, that's a good thing about the saunas. You can get up at any yeah, moment. Yeah, I yes. know, but he, yo, and they, run out. he kept talking yes. as we're going uh, yeah. out the door, fam. See you later. I'll see yeah. you next week. Uh, boom, right? and he, I was like, Oof. Yeah, it was fucking. It was a tough one. Cause, that was. That was. It, it, was it the one time we did steam room? Right, the sauna, which that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> fucking around that. with you. Yeah, that's son. good. Fuck yeah, around steam, with you. Steam room, the sauna was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try that. Like, right, cool. I mean, they're like, that's usually what I do. Like, I start in the steam room, break a sweat, and then go right, right. in the sauna, keep the sweat going. So and so to and then I I heard a story where a guy's telling me blah 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 whatever the context is. He's like, yeah, I'm bringing uh, a body armor to uh, to the Ukraine. I shut the fuck up right there. Yeah, somebody says, well, how you doing that? I want to walk away, but I'm kind of cornered. Yeah. Is that through the Department of Defense? I said, what? Huh? Yeah, like, I don't fuck. Is, what, is that illegal or something? I have no I'm idea, and person. I don't fucking care. Okay. Not my on, business. I don't want to be on that list. Because I, I need good bits for the podcast. That's it. Well, it would be better if you had more information. I think it's better when I try to just say oh, I, don't, I I left as soon as they said something yeah, interesting. So, so, as soon as an interesting conversation yeah, broke out, something I left. That I can I testify out. to. That's it. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to know yeah. anything. I don't want to know any details. Tell me any tales from the banya as of yet. Now, you know what I did the other day? Let's at, go. Um, so Wednesday's uh, like usually a a big training day for me. Like I train hard in the afternoon, and then I lift after that, and then I train again at night usually. So after training in the afternoon, I went to the banya. But I just went, I just walked in, threw my suit on, jumped in the cold plunge for like four minutes. Got up, left? Got up and left. Oh, wow. It was, a, you feel amazing. No no heat, just yeah, you let your body, cold, yeah. cold for four minutes. And then I felt amazing. You the always rest of the finish day. with the cold. Right. I started with the cold. And finished with and it. And finished. Both. Yeah. You did them both. I will say, I was happy to see the big guy come back and say goodbye to us the other day. Yeah, when, right? when he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was 50-50. I was just gonna leave without saying goodbye. I, you know, hey, sometimes you, yo, you're your own man. Yeah, I am. So, yeah, the, very, yo, very, you, very polite of you. We know how you move. So yeah, we know how you move. When you want to do something and it's on, not on your time frame, you don't do it. No, but I wanted to say goodbye. I appreciate that. And yeah. We appreciate it yeah. immensely. Plyler's Corner. Plyler's, please. This has become a uh, staple, keystone That's of it, the bro. podcast. Oh yeah, Plyler came and trained on. Uh, Wednesday. Even Wednesday? even better. Is this fifteen questions or is it like? Because uh, he's like he's good for fifteen. questions. No, but this, this is his corner. He gets best that ever did. Best that ever did. Greeting. Hey, gray head of hair on that guy too. By yes. Yeah. Greeting, gentlemen. It's a singular greeting, not greetings. Greeting, singular greeting. 
I find it interesting that while most jiu-jitsu studios are adult-oriented, arguably the best all-around competition school, AOJ, Art of Jiu-Jitsu, spends a lot of attention on their youth jiu-jitsu program. They have five different youth classes a day, and when you look at their current best competitors, they all trained in the youth program first. Should jiu-jitsu schools focus more on youth programs? What are your general goals with your youth programs? Do you see them as feeders for the adult classes or just its own separate thing? What are your thoughts on teaching youth jiu-jitsu or other martial art when compared to teaching adults? Are there submissions or moves you don't teach until a certain age? Thanks again and keep up the great work. So first question or first part of the question is, should jiu-jitsu schools focus more on youth programs? Tim. Yes. Thank you for the insight Very and good. answer. Anything past yes? Um, they, like, you should look at the kids that come in. If a kid comes in when he's five or six, like, the kid should be there till he's 18. He should... And then leave at 18? I mean, he if he's going to go on and go to college or whatever, but he should be there, like, you know, the normal adult comes in, it's like a, you know, the average is maybe like a two years, five years. Right. A kid comes in, you can have you have a huge impact on that kid's life and he can become an instructor like i've had uh let's see what about cobra and viper did they start yeah. as young men with they you they start they weren't kids they were actually viper was like 15 okay. 14 15 when he started but not a, like a, like you're saying not, not a, a little kid yeah. but i have had kids that came in um i have a couple kids that helped me teach the kids class that started in the kids class like now they're 13 14 and they're assistant nice. instructors so it's um but they, like what he says with the art of jiu-jitsu guys, like if you see their kids drilling, their kids are better than 99% of the adults that right. you'll see in any class. And it's something that's, it, who knows if there's any other youth pro, maybe Lloyd's youth program is probably pretty mm -hmm. yeah, similar you, you because yeah, you Lloyd. see that yeah. like now he's got, like Jamil Hill was a kid that trained there and he's a world champion. He's yeah. got other guys that are, that are filtering up. It has to be a priority. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think if, if uh, you have to have a vision for what it's like the, uh, and the like goal the, that you're giving the kids, right. Saying, yeah. Hey, you could be a, a, man, I'm just having like an epiphany now where part of it has to be, Hey, you could be a world champion. Look at yeah. these world champions that I produce. Look at Jamil or, <coughs> you know, Tynan or, or whoever. And they started off like you as a five-year-old. Then you have all these parents buying in that competitive jujitsu is an avenue for these kids to, to, to make something in their lives. But it right. doesn't even have to be competitive jujitsu. If it could be becoming a teacher at the school or it doesn't have to be. But if we're just looking for, at for it, art of jujitsu, those guys are basically just focused on. It seems that IBJJF way. IBJJF sport jujitsu. I, I mean, they do no good too, but like, uh, you know, they have, they've had kids come up for their kids program. And now the guy Tynan, he's in the finals again this year. But you know, should we focus more on it? Yeah. I, I don't focus enough on it. Probably be better for business for sure. Having more, you know, being able to separate age groups and skill levels. And mm -hmm. if you have, you know, if you, if you're having five kids classes a day, man, you must get a thousand I think, kids. I mean, I've, I've seen videos of them working with like two and three year olds. Wow. Like just That's getting crazy. them to, but it's just basically they, they start off like playing, like they roll a ball at them. Right. Mm. You know, they're just doing like little basic games. At that age, it's almost like you're like a, a one hour daycare or something. Or like yeah, that. whatever it's it happens. Crazy. But be, you're right. But, but there, but then you'll see like it, it starts off like the videos I've seen, it's like him like just kind of playing with the kid. And then at the end of the video, it's the kid 
you know, doing a shitty cross choke and and a right. silly a silly arm bar. Gotcha. But he's he's still at that age. Yes. He's starting mm-hmm. to move his body in that way. Mm-hmm. And then by the time he's five, because you'll see some of these kids that are like five or six. The Rotola brothers were like that. Colabate. Yeah, they started at AOJ too. But you see them when they're so young and they're doing moves that most adults can't do. You know, um, so it's. Yeah, it's interesting. So they, there's a pri- a prioritization and a set you, of goals. You also have to realize most kids aren't going to be. If you have a hundred kids, you're only going to have one Tynan. Right, for, but for one, they have yeah. a you know like they have enough kids to be yeah. able to produce that Tynan. Yeah. You need and you even need if that. you don't produce a Tynan, who well, I'm assuming is a great temp, you can just it could be a crop of great adults, yeah, a great people. Well, well, there's the other. Just like a, the other a, thing too. You, you're bringing in that you're giving them structure, you giving them and, so and I do nothing. a thing with like. Uh, so I don't teach a lot of submissions in the basic kids class, but I have a group of the more dedicated students that I have on Fridays and we do like, op- it's more just like hard training and Open and submissions and stuff, but it's only for, it's maybe between like maybe six kids out of, you know, a regular class might be 20 kids, but um, only the, the more serious kids can get into that. Right. You know? So the next part of the question is what are your general goals with your youth program? So for me, I'll, I'll, I'll kick this off. It's really trying to impress upon the kids that like getting good at jujitsu is awesome. And I have no, nobody in my classes be anywhere near an AOJ student, right? We do it three, three times a week, but that their hard work is something that crosses over any domain that they see that they work hard here and they're able to execute well, take that hard work into something else and you can you can execute in this other domain and this other domain. So that's really what I'm what I want our kids to walk away with. Uh, it's awesome that they're learning, you know, because we'll teach them punching and kicking, we'll teach them the jujitsu stuff on the ground. But the thing is I want to see max effort every time you're here. That's what what I'm pushing with our kids. Timmy. Similar. Um I want like I have the uh, just like last week I had a kid that was like with the drill we were doing, he couldn't, he just kept like giving up like instantly. And then I kind of coached him through it. I was like, here, try to do this. And he did it and it worked. And then he, but he was like looking like so pathetically, he was almost like crying. Right. He couldn't do it. And then once he got it to like work a little bit, he immediately started like laughing and having fun. And then, then actually doing the drill. So similar, like I want them to see, like if you try and actually do stuff, you'll have success. And then, right. You know. Yeah. Get, get, you'll, Cause sometimes you'll see kids just not, it's just about effort. You know they know how to do it. They're yeah. just not trying. They're not to do trying. It. That's yeah. that makes me sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I had the inverse problem where my daughter tries too hard. She almost gets yeah, too. There's, there's too some wild. Kid, some too, kids are 100 percent effort. Like they try to do everything as as good as they can, and then some kids are like just not even. So my, my daughter's kind of being there. going so hard that she's losing her technique. Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was like, hey, re- just slow down, relax. You yeah, know, it looks shouldn't look like a fist fight right now. Yeah. And one doesn't always equate to the other from time to time. Like if, just because one is a go getter, you know, like he's doesn't mean right. that you're going to get the longevity out out of them. And just because another student, you know, everyone's different. You know I mean? And, and like I flowers. wondered, like, say, to school like art of jujitsu, is how many kids are turned off. If the push is to have a bunch of kids competing or at Lloyd's what that perform, you know, they're like, okay, just like any other athletic endeavor, parents get too involved. The kids become hyper singularly focused on this thing. And then there's burnout too. Would you, when, would you like to see your daughter compete? I, yes and no. I really? would like to see her compete if she wants to compete. 
but I'm would like it. Sometimes when I think about it, it gives me anxiety. I'm, uh, yo, could you be? Could you? Probably not. I, I I could be there. I would have Bill Coacher. Got you. Yeah, like, okay. just because I just wouldn't. You know, because it's stressful enough being a, a, a father, and then also knowing that she's a student. Yeah. See, and I don't think it would be good for her to compete because we she doesn't train enough. Right. To to be competitive, I think she could naturally go out there and try hard and be competitive that way. The other thing is we don't do any submissions in our kids' class. Mm-hmm. So it's all takedowns and positions, so no submissions. So if there's, if there's a, a non-submission tournament, I'd be happy to put her in there. But they, they do that for a lot of the first-timers. Right. They, they do tournaments where there's no submissions. Yeah, so that, that would be something I would, I would do. I'm just not a big fan of – Kids getting repeatedly choked or arm yeah. locked or foot locked. That can come later. Yeah, there was now, some if she kids. asks, what if she asks? To compete? Yeah, yeah I would just, if I could find a tournament if for a first timer that doesn't have submissions. I think Fuji definitely. does that. Okay. And I think Grappling Industries also has a division where they do that, like for the brand new kids. Um, could you see a day that this place, like you come in and sit down and it's her school? Could, like, could be. She's, yeah, she's, she's running she, this I joint. I talked like, to her it, about it one day because now. When you're she, the secretary? <laughs> She comes in and I go, okay, remember, you got to take out the trash. You got to straighten, you got to straighten up the, uh, the pads, uh, s- spray the air freshener around the school, you know, tidy up so that when she gets here, she knows she's got some, some things that she has to do. And then she sees me, you know, do, do the other things. If she wants it for sure, if she doesn't, I wouldn't want to push her into right. r- running a business that she doesn't, she doesn't want to run Understood. or doing something she doesn't want to do. Understood. Uh, so what are you, uh, do you see them as feeders for adult classes or just its own separate thing? I think if, when they're big enough, for sure as feeders, but uh, not necessarily going into it, looking at a five-year-old and seeing that he's going to be a student for 13 years. Some kids will be long-term students. Other kids won't. Right. Timmy, what about you? Um, I think, yeah, like when a kid comes in, I'm not like, uh, this kid's going to be... Yeah. head instructor someday but i see as as the kid is in the program i see kids being like this kid at some point can help out like i have i have one kid in class where he's like he's not the best at anything but what he's amazing at is like if there's a new kid that comes in i'm like hey jackson show her how to do this and he like gives her a tour of the gym shows her how to like tie the belt I was like, show her how to do a stance. And he a likes a responsibility. Yeah. And he's like, he's great at being like an ambassador for like new kids coming. He, and he even without me saying anything, he walks up, he's like, hi, my name awesome. is Yeah. Yeah. Nice how to are you? meet you. Yeah. yeah. He's, nice. He just kind of does it on his own. And then I had him start like new, the next CEO of Salesforce, right, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. show, showing them how to, how to do stuff. And like, you know, you have to show where to bow. Like he'll take the kid to where she should be in line. And, uh, so that's cool. So I could see him, even though he's not like a killer on the mat, he could eventually be a, a good well, instructor. Because be, right, you don't know where his performance window is opening, yeah. right? right. You know, like he's, maybe he doesn't have everything he needs now, but he's there long enough that you'll get to his performance window where he could be both the guy, yeah. the ambassador, and the killer on the mat. Yeah. But not not burning him out is the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. My, I, in my opinion, one of the keys with kids is having the parents take them out when they need to. Like, I, I want to see young students go play baseball and then, you know, take the season off. I want to see nah. him wrestle. I want to see nah. this. I want to see that. Because no baseball. I, every time I've seen spe- – baseball is much safer just than rest, football. Just wrestling. That's, it's much safer than that. But nevertheless, every time I've seen a kid who it was like nonstop martial arts, they get burned out in their mid-teens. And then, and then plus, you know, in some schools, he might already have 15 black belts. So it's important to kind of let them come in. Make them miss this and want to come back right. to it. 
You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't, regardless of the sport, swimming, whatever you do, in and out. So what are your thoughts on teaching youth jiu-jitsu or other martial art when compared to teaching adults? So for me, it's the class that I have to not psych myself up for, but make sure it's like, all right, man, make it fun for you. And the class is going to go by way better. Yeah. If you go in with a shitty attitude, just like anything else, are you going mm-hmm. with a shitty attitude? It's yeah. going to be shitty. Like, oh, fuck, man. I teach the kids. It's going to be really hard. Right. They're not going to listen, blah, blah, blah. But when I coach myself through the beginning, of, like before the beginning of class, I'm like, make it fun. Have a good time. The kids are funny. They, you really like them. They like you. It's going to be a great time. And invariably, it is. Yeah, you almost always like laugh during a kid's yeah, class. Like yeah, it's yeah. hard not to, like just with the way, it, you know, the shit that they say yeah. and like shit that they. Or do. even when just like a kid farts by accident. Yeah, is that? Yeah. yeah. I, I've always, I was taught how to teach children early on, um, from the karate school and and you know how we had things systemized that made it really easy for for us to kind of convey the information. You know. There's like I think it's an old military thing. Is tell them what you're gonna tell them, tell them it, tell them what you told them. Now that, that, that kind actually of comes from um, from, right, from writing. Oh, okay. So, but that's how we would. That's the way we would we would approach it. And then everything was systemized, so we can go through things that way. So I was always pretty good at it. And I, one of the coolest classes I did here, what we were at, you know, the other location is at the end of the class, I allowed the kids to do whatever they wanted to do. Like, all right. Okay, you, it's me. We're we're starting. Almost, right. You know what I mean? And mind you, the kid's like you know two and a half feet tall, and I'm every bit of two hundred fifty uh. pounds. And I'm like, all right, you can. We're starting on the feet, and you gotta you gotta take me down. And the, the one little boy runs up and he grabs my gear and he puts his leg on my hip, and he sits back. Does Tomonagi? Yes. And I'm like, really? I stop him. I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> All right. Dive roll, Jason. Here it comes. Here it comes. And then he, he goes and boom, I go. And everybody, ah, and the parents are like, ah. And now my this is my dilemma is now I have 12 other kids that want to do the same exact thing. So I have to do this over and over again. And I look at the parents. I say, it's fine and it's funny until I fall on top of one of these kids and crush them. So it was probably one of the best right. classes I talked about. And that I'm young man good. you're talking about now is a, a scholarship athlete for Yo, man, Division I haven't one seen wrestling. him in so long. I, yeah. hope he's doing, I hope he's doing really well. I, I think about that kid. But that was one of my – I know how to teach kids. It was fun. It's always fun. How about, so what about for you, Tim? What was the question? Uh, teaching youth jiu-jitsu versus adults or any kind of things that you come to mind, differences or teaching uh, children versus uh, adults. I think the, uh, with the kids, it's, you got to be a little bit more strict – you got it. You can't let them. You you know, with adults, you want you don't want to be like. Yeah, you're not their dad. Yeah, you're not like, hey, sit down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um, but with kids, sometimes you got to like snap them to attention, uh, make them go stand on the wall, kick them off the mat. It's like it's not something. Really? Okay. Yeah. You do that kind of. Yeah. I, yeah. Try, I try not to kick kids off the mat, but mm-hmm. if a kid is, yeah, I, I'll kick him off the mat. Like I had a kid last week. He was like doing a drill with like a couple other kids. And he was like, no, it's my turn. I was like, no, it's it's his turn. And he like, I was like, put your hands up. And he didn't. I was like, all right, get out. Right. To, to the like, streets. I'm not going to like fight with the kid on walk the mat. The right, thing, right, you know? kid. Walk to the gas station. I'm not going to argue, argue with him. It's like, all right, you're yeah. out. Yeah. Um, it's not great. It's not ideal, but I'll do it. Um, so, yeah, you got to be a little bit more strict, but it's also you can have a little bit more fun. Right. And, and parents are looking for that structure for the kids. Yeah. And if the, like if the parent has a problem with you disciplining the kid, then you can just tell the parent, like, well, it's not the right place for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
That I that I wholeheartedly agree with. Do you now do you ever have parents coaching from the sidelines? No. I no. I've had parents like on the I think on like the Friday open mat, like in between rounds, I think the parent will be like, Oh, that was good. You should try well, try doing this. But like, they're not they're not like get oh get down them, mount them, yeah, jump <laughs> yeah. on that triangle. No, no. The best thing the first location was that you, they were in the waiting room yeah, yeah, yeah. and they couldn't kinda impede right. in the action. I when I when I talked to karate We'd have to check parents, say, he'll, you know, stop them, no coaching from the sidelines or such. Yeah, and I, we don't have, we've never really, it's never come up as an issue. Maybe once we've had to talk to a parent. And I think if you, like, now you have a kids program, if new parents come in, they see that's not going on, it, it, they're going yeah, right. to feel weird if they. They're the only one coaching. Yeah. So the last part of the multi-part uh, question is, are there submissions or moves you don't teach until a certain age? So, like I said, I don't teach kids submissions until they move into the adult class it's only because i don't feel like it's necessary to put the stress on a nine-year-old's elbow and anytime i've either refereed or seen kids compete and they get arm locked they either let it go too far or they tap too early mm-hmm. they, they don't have the 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 kinesthetic awareness to know right when right when is the right time yeah um i like i said i don't I don't teach it in the normal class, but I teach it with the the more serious kids. Like as long as I can trust them and I will get into some submissions in a normal class once in a while. Right. But, um, I'm always like, when I teach it, I'm always like, first I go over how to tap out and I tell them, even if your arm doesn't hurt, if your arm gets straightened out, just tap tap out, you know? Um, and if you can't tap, say tap, I go, I really emphasize like tapping out. And I also emphasize when you're doing it, not to do it hard and not, you know, you're doing it slow and controlled. Um, but, I know in judo, in competition, they don't let kids do arm locks. I forget what it is. I think you can't do arm locks until you're an adult, but you can do chokes Chokes. first. I forget which is first. You can either do uh, joint locks or chokes, but you can't do both as a kid. It's it's just pins, and then in teens, maybe you can do arm locks, and then adults, you can do chokes. I I think, and this is something I just picked up from John Donaher when he was talking about, like, not that he probably teaches a lot of kids, but maybe he's doing privates with him. He goes, it doesn't make any sense to, to, to teach them or do submissions on kids uh, from a health standpoint is what yeah. I gleaned from what he was saying. Yeah, I got this grappling event last night. There was like a bunch of little kids matches and one kid was in this like nasty Kimura and it just getting cranked. And like me and the, we're like watching on the TV backstage. It's like me and like four other coaches like, ah, we're like, we're like all freaking you, out. You know what I'm saying? Now, and like, the ref didn't like stop it. And that kid might be fine, but I don't want that to be my daughter's shoulder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When she's 15, yeah. that she's got a, you know, she's got a torn rotator cuff. Right. Yeah. But I think it's hard to injure kids' joints. They're so like. Now I get it, but okay, liable. maybe opening up to injury later on. Yeah. That mm-hmm. Maybe they, they well, they don't think they can keep. Oh, it's fine. You know, they yeah. oh, I can keep. No, it I doesn't hurt. Keep, yeah. Doesn't hurt. Pop. That's because some. Let's be honest. Some some submissions don't hurt, and when they hurt, it's too late. Yeah. Like it's like boom. Yeah, it's too too late. Was it? And that is what we call Plyler's Corner. Uh, gentlemen, Marco, what's for dinner? Probably some fats and proteins. Oh, nice. Oh, you still yo yeah. nothing at all. You haven't. When's the last time? No, no, no? carbs. Yeah, no, just, like, yeah, you're yeah, just clean. Like two weeks ago, maybe. Son, I've been weeks. so hard body, son. Yeah, I made what, two what sandwiches been, yeah. yesterday. Uh, cereal, cereal sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, how do you do that? Hot ham and cheese with on an onion roll. Wow. With a uh, pu- uh, puffin, son. I'm a fa- I'm fancy, son. Pu- cinnamon puffins. You you know what I I put my cereal though that I don't put milk in it. I put ice cream. Yeah, heavy cream in it. So. Ice all heavy cream. All heavy cream. Yo, you got to show us the ice cream. Damn. Yeah. 
that's the next move. But last <laughs> night, son, hot, hot um, ham and cheese. Yo, I'm fighting it off. You drink uh, nine cups yo, of coffee the other a day? Foot, the other foot, son. I had a little. I got a little twinge on this side because I went to a wine tasting the other day, and I think that's what activated it. Oh, it's that, not the <laughs> not all the beef I've been eating. I've been I've been going hard body too on the on the beef, but you know what it is. So, Timmy, what's for dinner? Um, I might try cereal. cereal. We'll have I might try a, a cereal uh, hoagie. There you go, son. It is what it is. I don't. I don't. Uh, I have no plans. I'm, I might cut back on the. Uh, on your cheat. The cheating? cheat. The cheat day. You seeing what it's doing for me, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, call that. No, I just don't. I just. I feel like shit on Monday. Yeah. Maybe I'll just cut it back. I don't want to cut it out, but I'll cut it back. So, I don't know. Okay. No plans. No plans. Peace. <laughs>